0: and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: A beautiful scenery should avoid the morning mail around the first of the month. Some of the world's most unlovely views are seen through the windows of envelopes. There are other irritating kinds of mail, too. As witness, Fibber McGee and Molly!
2: them short-changed artists. Those voucher vipers. Them pickpockets. Those cutthroats. Them nickel nurses. Now, don't uh, tell me.
3: Don't tell me I know. It's a letter from the Third National Bank.
2: You bet your beautiful little clavicle it's a letter from the Third National. And this time I got them mortgage fakers right where I want them. Next time I talk to them guys through the bars, it'll be at Leavenworth. Oh, baby, this is what I've been waiting for.
3: Look, sweetheart, we've been all through this before. I know this routine like Kate Smith knows. God bless America. (laughs) Calling your attention to an overdraft is not a criminal offense.
2: No, but grand larceny is. What's that? This time they've gone too far. They've stolen my money.
3: You mean they stuffed your $19 in a briefcase and ran away to South America? (laughs) I certainly hope Argentina's prepared to cope with the Depression.
2: Oh, it ain't the $19. It's the principle of the thing. They deny that I even got an account down there.
3: Oh, no.
2: Yeah, listen to this. It says, Dear Mr. McGee.
3: Well, that's very friendly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hypocrite's. Dear Mr. McGee, this is to inform you that our services have been greatly expanded. It would give us great pleasure to have you open a personal checking account with us and make use of our many business facilities.
3: Well, you already use their business facilities. Sure. (laughs) Yes, you borrow their blotter, swipe their ink, and use their telephone.
2: (laughs) But that ain't the point. They've mislaid my account. They probably deny I got any money in their rusty old cookie tin. (laughs) Who'd they give my 19 bucks to? I'll go down there. I'll go down there. I'll beat the... No. No. I'll call them up. Hand me the phone.
3: Wait a minute. Somebody's at the door.
2: Oh, I hope they don't stay long. I haven't been this mad in a long time, and it's hard to sustain a mood at my age.
3: (laughs) Well, you can always read the letter again. Come in. Oh, it's Mr. Wimple. Hello, Mr. Wimple.
2: Hi, Wimp. Hello, folks. <laughs> hey, Wimp. After today, can we use your telephone? They're taking ours out.
3: McGee, you didn't tell me that.
2: I didn't know it till just now. But when they hear the language I use talking to old man McDonald down at the Third National, they'll yank our phone out so fast we'll where do you bank, Wimp?
4: <laughs> we have two different accounts, Mr. McGee. Oh. I keep my money in an old inner tube behind a loose board in the garage. And Sweetie Face, that's my big old wife. Sweetie Face keeps her money.
2: Where,
3: Mr. Wimple?
4: That's all. She keeps her money.
2: Well, I'm burned, Wimp. I'm fried to a crisp. The Third National has misplaced my account. It's a federal bank. I'm going to have J. Edgar Hoover and his boys go through that marble hideout like a twosome through a foursome.
4: Good for you, Mr. McGee. My cousin was a bank cashier once. He used to take the bank's money and play the horse races.
3: Oh, my goodness. Did they catch him and send him to prison?
4: No. They raised his salary and sent him to Pimlico. (laughs) I made three million dollars and bought the bank.
2: That's very likely where my 19 bucks went. Somebody's playing the market with it.
3: Say, that uh, that might account for the inflation in bubblegum, dearie.
2: I
4: don't trust banks myself, Mrs. McGee. I'm suspicious of any business that pulls down the shades at three o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) I had a little joint account once.
2: You had a joint account, Wimp.
4: Where? At a little joint at 14th and old.
0: <laughs>
4: I used to go in there almost
3: every evening and
4: get loaded.
0: Oh,
3: Mr. Wimple, not you.
4: Yes. It was the only place I could get BBs for my BB gun.
0: <laughs> and I'd
4: stand around, lean on a pool table, and smoke a cigarette.
2: Don't tell us you inhale, Wimp. Well, not very deeply, Mr.
4: McGee. <laughs> I'll never forget one night I swaggered home with six root beers under my belt, threw open the door, and was I in trouble.
3: Oh, what happened, Mr. Wimple?
4: My belt gave way and the six root beers broke all over the carpet. <laughs> Believe me, anybody that says root beer is a soft drink never got hit over the head with half a bottle of it. Well, good luck at the bank,
0: Mr. McGee.
3: For goodness sakes, McGee, stop pacing up and down. Haven't you been able to get Mr. McDonald on the telephone yet?
2: No, but when I do get him on the phone, I'll burn him up till every sparrow on the wires between here and the bank lights up like a flamingo.
3: Why don't you go down there and talk to him in person?
2: Did you ever talk to a banker in person? No. He sits there with one one eye on the guard, one finger on the buzzer, and one foot on the tear gas button. Looking at you like you had egg on your necktie and wondering if he better fumigate the bank after you leave.
3: <laughs> oh, now it isn't as bad as that, dearie. They've been very patient with your overdraft, you know.
2: Why shouldn't they be? You ever see the sign on the front window? Assets, $24,900,619. You know whose $19 that is? <laughs> mine. Or it was, till they stole it. And by George, I'm not... The... Relax,
3: dearie. We got company. Come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble.
2: Hello,
5: Molly. Hi, a little iodine. <laughs> What's the matter with you, Super Weasel? You look perturbed. Get your nose caught in a mousetrap or something?
3: He's angry with the Third National Bank, doctor. They seem to miss his account.
5: Probably just slipped down behind a paper Laughter If you ever had more than $40 in folding money, buckle wart, you'd be even more unbearable than you are now. The very thought of which gives me the first nightmare I ever had standing
0: up.
2: It ain't the amount of the deposit, Pulse jockey It's the principle of the thing. I've been doing business with the Third National Bank for ten years, and they don't even know I'm a customer.
3: They sent him a letter this morning asking him to become a depositor, doctor. Yeah. You'll admit that's a pretty slipshod
2: way of doing business. You said it. And before I get through with them, I'll have them garnishy artists crawling to me on their pinstripe at knees.
5: Look, muscle-proud. Don't go borrowing trouble, particularly at a bank. The interest rate is too high. They asked for it, and by George, I'm going to give it to them. As I was telling the trivia just
2: yesterday.
0: Oh, hey!
5: The <laughs> trivia mentioned you, incidentally. You and Fifi Tremaine.
3: Now, if you can.
5: don't mind, Wobble Jaw, I prefer not to discuss Miss Tremaine with you. Okay, discuss her with Molly. I'll just listen.
0: <laughs>
2: How is
3: Miss Tremaine, Doctor? Been seeing much
0: of her?
2: Well, of uh... course he hasn't. That's what I was trying to tell him. Latrivia says, and I quote: He says he was getting pretty weary of a certain chloroform cowboy hanging around his girlfriend. His girlfriend. Now,
3: McGee, please don't yep,
2: start. Him. That's what he says. He says if you don't quit pestering Peepy, he's going to take one of your hypo needles and tattoo "Killjoy was here" on your forehead.
0: <laughs> Why
2: that? Yeah, he says it'll have to be wrote very small on account of you have such a
5: low forehead, but he Oh, get a... he said that, did he? Yeah. Well, you tell him for me that I will...
2: Most likely for you, doctor. Leave a nickel on the table when you go out, fat boy. <laughs>
3: that was an incoming call, McGee. What's that? Oh,
5: oh, I see, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Gamble speaking. Who? Oh, yes, Mrs. Bannon. What? Well, oh, now, don't be alarmed about it. Early or late, you'll have it eventually. Huh? Oh, nonsense. I've delivered hundreds of them in my time. I know what I'm talking about. All right, Mrs. Bannon. Goodbye.
3: Who's Mrs. Bannon, doctor?
5: It's my housekeeper. She's worried because her true story magazine hasn't arrived. <laughs>
2: should have bummed a ride downtown with, Doc. I want to get my hands on that crook McDonald... Now, and... McGee,
0: don't
3: talk like that. There isn't a more upright man in town than Mr. McDonald.
2: He may be upright now, but I'll flatten him out like a puddle of milk.
3: <laughs> What's he ever done to you?
2: He's loaned me money every time I ask for it. That's what he's done for me. He knows the best way to undermine a guy's character is lend him dough. If it hadn't been for him, I might have been a wealthy man today. But no, I could always get money from McDonald's.
0: <laughs>
3: my, my. Dearie, sometimes I wish you wouldn't act so human. If Mr. McDonald's... Hello, Molly. May I come in? Oh, Mr. Wilcox. Yes, of course. Hi,
1: Junior. Say, what are you so red in the face for, pal? Mm. You've been practicing holding your breath again?
3: Oh, he got a letter from the bank this morning, Mr. Wilcox, and he's still a little disturbed about it.
2: A little disturbed, she says. I'm as sore as a busted nose. And a letter from the bank? Look, Junior, I've had an account with those swindle merchants for ten years. And now they tell me they haven't got my name on their books.
1: Well, you worry too much about material things like that, pal. Get some outside interest, painting or poetry, like I do. I've been composing myself.
3: That's what I suggested he do, compose himself.
1: <laughs> yes, I've just been out for a long walk, writing a sonnet to Spaniel eyes. Whom to? My wife. She's out of town visiting her mother, and I decided I'd write her a sonnet every day. Want to hear it?
2: Frankly, no. <laughs> so go ahead.
1: Okay. Uh, I've still got some work to do on it, of course. It's pretty rough.
3: Hey, read it, Mr. Wilcox.
1: Okay. Uh, like I say, the first part of it is pretty terrible, but it's got a terrific finish, kids.
3: Read it!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <clears throat>
1: too spanielized. Mm. Oh, while you visit far from me, our cottage lonely as a tomb, oh. and life stripped bare as winter tree, with only memories to exhume.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> I, with ear attuned for footsteps light, search your smile, your laugh, your merry eyes, the joy of your return each empty night. Johnson's Glow code.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> Johnson's glow
3: coat? What's that in there for?
1: That's the terrific finish I mentioned.
3: Oh
2: <laughs>
3: Why,
1: for linoleum and other floor coverings, Johnson's self-polishing Glowcoat is a terrific finish.
2: Yeah, but what's that? Ah, it's, it's a good
1: it. thing I'm a poet as well as a salesman. Otherwise, how could I describe the sparkling beauty? The coruscating glitter of a glow-coated linoleum. How could I describe in mere words the tactile ecstasy, the optical delight, the aesthetic satisfaction in the glossy, stain-resisting protection of Johnson's glow-coat?
3: Take Mr. Wilcox up to the guest room, dearie. The
2: Edgar guest room. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a kind of a port myself, Waxy. I just wrote one that goes, We've heard your poem, why don't you go home?
1: (laughs) Okay, okay, I will. I've got to write another verse about how Johnson's glow coat is so easy to apply. Just pour a little of it out and give it 20 minutes to dry. No hard work or toil, no rubbing or buffing. No worry, no fuss, no bother. No, nothing. (laughs) Hey, that's it. I'll go home and
2: write that down. (laughs) Sentimental character. His wife leaves town and he makes a commercial out of it. Hey, what time is it?
3: About half past. Oh,
2: boy, we better get down to that bank. They'll soon be closed.
3: That's a good idea, and I hope Mr. McDonald doesn't keep you waiting. He
2: won't keep me waiting, Tootsie. One more little annoyance from him, and I'll go through that bank like Christmas through the egg money. Get your hat, my I want to go down there and rip that bunch of creeps apart till they...
3: It... He's firing gunner. A friend approaches. Come in.
6: Hello, Molly. McGee. Hi, LaTrive. We're getting ready to go downtown. Oh, well, I'll drive you down when you're ready.
3: Oh, come on. Sit down, Mr. Mayor. We've plenty of time. Been Christmas shopping, have you?
6: I think that's what I've been doing, Mrs. McGee. What a crowd.
2: I feel like I'd been doing high dives into a dry bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you picked up something for Fifi Tremaine, LaTrive. I hear Doc Gamble is going to give her a diamond terrara and free medical examinations for a year.
3: Now, McGee, Dr. Gamble didn't say
2: that. (laughs) Certainly not. Not like that, (laughs)
3: ain't
2: Tell you what he did say, though, Latrib. He said he was getting pretty sick and tired of you hanging around his girl so much. Whose girl?
3: McGee, you told Dr. Gamble that... Now, to make... wait
2: a minute, Molly. I don't want to forget this. He also <laughs> told me, Latriv, that if he ever ran into you around her house again, he was going to string a rope through your ears and haul you up on top of the city hall flagpole. I see. That's very interesting, McGee. Well, what you going to do about it, Latriv? You're not going to let him get away with it, are you? Why don't you go down to his office and give him a good pull, Oh, McGee. Okay. Stop it. I rather
6: imagine we shall know after Christmas just which one of us Miss Tremaine likes best, McGee.
3: Have you got her something nice, Mister Mayor?
6: Indeed, I have, Missus McGee. You remember that lovely ermine scarf in the Bonton window? That's for Fifi.
3: Oh, wonderful!
6: Yes, yes. The minute I saw it, I said to myself, "That's for her, Fifi." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll have that beautiful ermine stole for Fifi.
2: You have it stole for?
3: Why, Mr. Mayor, you're joking.
2: Joking?
6: I said I wanted that ermine stole for Fifi's Christmas present. Is that wrong? Wrong to
2: steal? You mean to tell us you're running the city hall with ethics like that? my? Now, God. just a minute. Who said anything about stealing?
3: I can answer that when you did.
2: Certainly you said you'd have the ermine stole for your girlfriend. Who'd you have steal it? Some crooked ward healer? I or had somebody... nobody
6: steal it. I never said I had anybody steal it for me.
2: You you don't
3: mean you stole it yourself.
2: Wait till they find out it's missing. They'll drag out a throw that... Throw
0: them... out a net.
2: Yeah. <laughs> They'll tear this town up till they find you. One... McGee. Molly. Now just a minute. Okay.
3: Conscience hurting, Mr. Mayor? <laughs> Not at all. Miss Tremaine?
6: <laughs> Not at all. Now, look, I merely said that when I saw this lovely ermine fur piece at the Bonton, I immediately decided that Miss Tremaine should have it for Christmas.
3: And a nice thought it is. It's only your method.
6: If that... you please. <laughs> <laughs> now, I took my checkbook, went down to the Bonton. Called a sales girl, so I could have the ermine stole for Peepy's present. So,
2: you bribed the sales girl to steal it for you, contributing to the delinquency of a minor and having. I did not mind a briber, yes, you a briber did. minor. You said... When
6: I stole the purse, I mean, when the vermin Murphy, you... the, 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 the ermine Furby, the steals for the stole, <laughs> uh, the sales
0: girl, <laughs> the Pee I want them, you.
6: McGee? Yes? I offered to drive you and Molly downtown, didn't I? Yes, you did. I withdraw my offer to you. You can walk. Okay. Molly, I'd love to drive you down anytime you're ready.
3: Oh, thank you, Your Honor you mind if I take a friend? Not at all. Thanks. Come on, McGee.
2: Okay. <laughs> now, let's hurry, Molly. It's almost time for the bank to close.
3: I want to stop in at the beauty salon and get my compact theory. I left it there
2: yesterday. You ought to carry your makeup in a stamped addressed envelope. Where is this beauty shop? Right here. Oh, it's handy. Come on in. Oh, my gosh. Hey. Look. At what, dearie? Look at the woman sitting there in the diver's helmet.
7: That's a hair dryer, McGee. Oh, That's a... oh hello, Elsie. Hello, Mrs. McGee. If you come in for your payment, and it isn't until tomorrow. And if it's for a manicure, you got that yesterday.
2: <laughs> no, we just stopped in to pick up my wife's compact, Elsie.
7: Oh, here it is, Mrs. McGee. I thought maybe you were bringing your husband in for maybe a shampoo or a henna wrench or something.
3: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, not him, Elsie. He washes his own hair.
7: I'll bet he cuts it himself, too.
2: No, no, Elsie. It just looks this way because the last time I went to the barbershop, I had the hiccups. (laughs) Do men really get any work done in here?
7: Oh, I'll say. A very prominent citizen is having his hair done in the third booth right now. Really, Elsie? Yeah. He said he'd stop by and pick it up about four (laughs) o'clock. He's the fellow that...
2: What's that, fire drill.
7: No. Mrs. Dillon begs in the steam cabinet, and that means she's almost done.
3: Oh. Uh, what's the signal when she's completely done, Elsie? <laughs>
7: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'll be with you in a minute, dear Ray.
2: You better go yank her out, Elsie, or at least stick a fork in her and see how she's doing.
7: Uh, let her roast a while, Mr. McGee. She's got the skin we love to scorch. Oh. <laughs> Not very popular with the operators, huh, Elsie? Honey, she's the type person which tips a girl a quarter and then borrows a dollar for cab fare. <laughs> she's so tight, only our strongest manicures can push her cuticle back. <laughs> well, come in again, folks, huh? Goodbye, Elsie. Hey.
3: Certainly a handsome bank, McGee, but uh, why do they all have such high ceilings? I
2: don't know why the others do, but with all the second-story workers they got in here, I... Hey, I wonder where old man McDonald keeps himself.
3: Well, maybe I'm just being silly, but uh, could he be at that desk with the little sign that says Mr. McDonald on it?
2: That's it. And there's the dirty abscounder himself. Aha! I caught you at last, McDonald. Hello, McGee. Good day, Mrs. McGee. Have a chair. Be careful, Molly. Probably got it booby trapped.
3: Don't be silly, dearie. Thank you, Mr. McDonald.
2: Have a cigar, McGee. Oh, bribery, eh? Those tactics will get you no place, McDonald. Now, Oh, Coronas, huh? Thanks.
3: <clears throat>
2: Have a cigar, Molly?
3: Certainly not. You know I don't smoke.
2: Take one. You might want to give it to somebody later tonight. After <laughs> <Next laughs> <minute>, dinner, you know. <laughs> now pardon me, McGee. MacDonald
8: speaking. How's that? U.S. savings bonds? Oh, absolutely. I don't know a better way to invest your money. Certainly. You not only set up your savings for the future, but you help curb inflation. Not at all. Be glad to sell them to you. Goodbye.
2: You get a commission? (laughs) Now, look, McDonald, I've been doing business with you for ten years. Done all my banking here. Oh, that's all right, McGee. In this business, we
8: take the bitter with the sweet.
3: You see, McGee, I told you Mr. McDonald would remember that you had an account here
8: Certainly I remember it, Mrs. McGee Hardly a day passes that his account isn't on my desk for one reason or another (laughs) We know Mr.
2: McGee is a customer here Oh, you do, eh? Then how do you explain this, McDonald? Explain what? This letter Dear Mr. McGee, we'd like to handle your banking business Come down and open an account with us What? There it is in black and white Read it and weep, ice water, you cold-blooded. Earth. I see,
8: Mister McGee. Do you know where you are right
2: now? Certainly, I know where I are. I'm sitting right here in the Third National Bank with you. And what does it say on the top of this letter of yours? It says Fourth National Bank of Whistleville. Oh, Fourth National Bank. Oh, but this is the Third
0: National... Oh. <laughs>
2: Kind of silly of me, isn't
3: it? Yes, it is, McGee. But
2: as long as you're here, we've got an overdraft
8: on your account of $3.33. Oh, this is ridiculous. There's still one cigar left in the box, McGee. You might as well take it, too. Thanks, Mac. Say, incidentally... Wait,
3: McGee, he's telephoning. Hello,
8: Fourth National, cashier, please. Mr. Leslie. Hello, Leslie. McDonald, the third. Yes, one of our depositors just received a letter from you people soliciting his banking business. Uh, Mr. McGee. Yes. Was this your idea? It was. Oh, you fool, you. Good night, Mac.
3: Good night,
0: all.